I did want to mention the fun thing that I go look for on the, the search results situation is I love seeing what weird search terms. Yeah. Are, like how they find me. So it's always very interesting. And today I noticed that dating a massage therapist showed up, even though <laughs> with all of my might and all of my will and all of my content, I'm like copywriting, SEO, copywriting, podcast stuff, copywriting. <laughs> They're like, and massage. That's funny. Oh, yeah. It's always entertaining over here. That's because your SEO is just so good with me massage therapy. <laughs> really was. Well, hello and welcome to season two of the Simple and Smart SEO Show. The podcast for solopreneurs, service providers, and e-commerce sellers who want to learn the basics of SEO in all the places it shows up. I'm Crystal Waddell. I help Shopify store owners go from feeling like an SEO zero to your very own SEO hero in just one day using AI, UX, and other tech ninja moves. And I'm Brittany Herzberg, SEO and case study copywriter, helping service pros increase sales without being on 24-7, using the power of SEO, story, and social proof. Join us. We're just a couple of business besties who love learning and sharing what we've learned. As we show you how simple and smart SEO can be. So what are we waiting for? Let's jump in. Hello, and welcome back to the Simple and Smart SEO Show podcast. Today, it's just me and B, and we are about to nerd out on Google Search Console. Just in case you're not as excited as we are and your eyes are starting to cross already because you're like, oh my gosh, just relax, okay? This may be one of those episodes you need to listen to more than once, and if you're driving or doing something else right now, if you find value in this, you'll probably want to come back to it when you can go to your computer and maybe walk through some of this stuff that we're going to talk about. But just take it in for a little bit and let it marinate and then come back to it when you're ready to implement. I think that sounds good. And my thought is that we might be even including some links in the show notes for things like resources and whatnot that will help you execute and help you make sense of all of this. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. Okay. All of these SEO tools that we talk about, they take a lot of the Google search console type data and mm -hmm. run it through their algorithms or whatever, and then sell it back to us. Haha. <laughs> Jokes on us. Uh -huh. But yeah, like it, it helps me make sense of some things. And then there's also like their additional like proprietary information or whatever that they've created. So it gives you a cuter, nicer aesthetic to look at things or like it breaks things down in a little bit easier to understand way, which for us, when we're explaining things to our clients can really be valuable. Yes, for sure. I haven't gotten confident enough on my own to just use Google Search Console by itself, but I'm starting to see the relationship more and more as I work through different people's websites. So I just thought it was a funny thing to mention. <laughs> B said this earlier, one of the most common questions that we get from people um, is like how to set up your mm -hmm. Google search console. So we're going to talk about that. One thing I thought was really important was talking about insights from the dashboard of Google search console. And then finally, the practical takeaways that people can apply to any business, those pieces of data that you want to look for that don't take a lot of brain power, but some things to be aware of. Yeah. And just like something that came to mind as you were walking us through that is something that's come up a lot when I do SEO technical audits is I will see that there's a problem with the sitemap. So mm -hmm. if, if you see that pop up on your audit, if you have had one of us say that to you, if I say that phrase and you're like, what in the world is that? Don't worry, we'll get to it. 
but this is like the place that you would go to fix that, to address that. So that's one practical thing that you might have pop up in your world that you're like, oh, I really should go investigate Google Search Console. Okay, so I'm curious, like what type of website or website builder are people using where they're getting sitemap errors? Is there like a common? The first one that comes to mind and it's been like a thorn in my side for months and months is a Kajabi site. And I have heard from some friends that I trust who are also in the SEO world that they have noticed some issues, some SEO issues with Kajabi. However, it's hard for me to pinpoint exactly what's going on because we need support from Kajabi and we haven't been able to access them and get a straightforward answer of what's going on. There's two that I'm thinking of, but I don't think they were Kajabi sites and I don't even know for sure what website host they had. Have you seen that error pop up when you've done audits? The only time I've seen it pop up is when the site map was submitted incorrectly. We'll get to that in a little bit, but also before we like just keep throwing this around, you want to tell the people what the sitemap is? Oh yeah. Okay. So sitemap is just something that shows Google like how your site is set up. It gives your website domain and then it shows the organization of the yeah. site essentially. Yeah. And if you've ever heard us or anybody say Google is crawling your website, this is what Google is crawling, air quote, looking at slash analyzing, like any of these words we could put in place of it. So Google, especially since we're talking about Google Search Console, they need the sitemap so that they can go take a look at your site. That's how they're looking at it, at least one way that they're looking at it. Yeah. So it's important. Okay. So let's talk about setting up Google Search Console. And one of the first things I wanted to differentiate <laughs> is that Google Analytics and Google Search Console mm-hmm. are two different things. I did not know that at first. We're talking years ago, but like still you hear all these terms and until mm-hmm. you're in the world, you don't really grasp what these different things do. Yeah. Yeah. And one more name I wanted to drop that we're not going to talk about today, but we will cover in the future is Google Looker Studio. This is how Google Analytics and Google Search Console were explained to me and it just clicked in my brain. So I'm actually going to read from my notes. It's really short, but Google Analytics gives you everything that's happening on social, email, your website, beyond. Google Search Console focuses just on your organic traffic to your website. Mm-hmm. That's a simplification. However, it just like totally resonated and settled in my head. And then I was like, ah, I understand now. <laughs> That's really good. And then Google Looker Studio gives you a way to graphically represent that data. So three different Google products that all use the same information, but share it differently. Okay, so here's a little step-by-step guide for how you can set up Google Search Console. Yes. A pro tip, ideally, you would be logged in to your Google account that's associated with your website. Yeah, highly recommend doing that because I did not at first. And I was like, why is this not working? (laughs) If you're not signed in um, to your Google account connected to your website, you're going to have an issue. You're going to have some problems. Yeah, it's going to be frustrating. So we've all kind of been there and learned that one the hard way. <laughs> okay. So you're going to make sure that you're signed into your Google account, associated with your website, and then visit the Google Search Console website. I had those two out of order. So let's make sure we're signed into Google for our website. And then we're going to go to the Google Search Console website. And I'm going to make sure that we put it in the uh, show notes. So you have it. You can easily access it if you don't want to type in what we're about to say. <laughs> okay. Search. 
google.com forward slash search dash console. So once you're there, you're going to click on the add property button. Properties just means websites. So if you've installed any other websites, they will be listed in that upper left-hand corner under the words Google Search Console. All the websites that you already own will be there on the left. Probably not a ton, but since I look at a lot of different websites, I've got a lot of websites there. But at the very bottom of the menu, there'll be a plus sign and it says add property. Um, And so when you add the property or you click add the property, it's going to ask you to enter the exact URL of your website, whatever your registered domain is. You'll have this this box that pops up that says select property type. And you can either put in your domain or you can put in a URL prefix. And unfortunately, I don't know enough about the URL prefix. I had something somewhere that I saved about that. Domain is what I like to use because it's like all of the URLs across that domain. So the URL prefix, which I've got linked in this, I'll share the link with everybody. It's a blog from SEMrush. I love it because they have images as you go through the process. But it says that the URL prefix could be something like HTTPS colon slash yourwebsite.com slash blog. So I actually want to go through and test this with having just like my blog page on there. And that seems to be what they mean when they say prefix. Don't test this before we try this. But maybe you have a store and you want to test this with your store and add that in as a property. It appears that can be something that you do. What I do at least is when I'm adding in properties, I usually only do the website, like the domain. So for me, that's BrittanyHersberg.com. I haven't actually tried it with the blog page or the store page or anything like that. When you put in the website, it's going to ask you to verify the domain ownership via a DNS record. And so that's where this challenge pops up a lot. And it sounds really complicated. I just want to take a minute. I know that we're probably throwing terms at you that you haven't heard before. I know this probably sounds like uber, super duper complicated, but it actually goes a little bit faster when you're doing this on your own and not trying to explain (laughs) what's happening. And Google does a good job of walking you through exactly what to do and how to set this up. They've got prompts, like Crystal was saying. They've got directions. You are guided through this, and it's a lot easier when you're just like boopling, clicking through and and doing what you got to do. So you can totally do this. One thing that makes me very sad is that when you install Google Search Console, even if you've had Google Analytics, Google Search Console doesn't go retroactively grab that data. So that stinks. And that's where these tools really come in to help because for whatever reason, they're able to pick up retroactive data Mm -hmm. on your website based on Google Analytics that Google Search Console doesn't. So if somebody knows why that is, I would love to know. Yeah. Yeah. Let's know. Call us. Okay. So back to our little checklist here. Okay. So once you have verified your um, website, which could take up to 48 hours, you'll be able to access the tools and reports to analyze and optimize your website's performance based on organic search results. And so that's what we're going to talk about next. Yeah. The part that I you showed up for. Yeah. Getting it to work is the hardest part. And then the fun part is when you can actually get insights from the dashboard. And so yeah. I noticed that there is an acronym for this in the dashboard. Oh. And it's what I referred to in my mind as Pisces. Oh, I just saw that. Yeah. 
And so I think about, I love pies. I love cherry pies. So Pisces is performance, indexing, experience, shopping, and enhancements. Those are the insights that you're going to get from Google Search Console. And if it's easier to help you remember, there is an S after that. So you could say Pisces, although security and manual actions like are just interesting. Yeah. Okay. It does have security around there. Yeah. So we could totally do that. Pisces. Pisces. Okay. Pie is still in there. Don't you worry. Pie is still there. <laughs> yeah. You pie lovers. Okay. So let's start with, at the top with search traffic. Okay. Such a teacher. We'll start at the very beginning. Yes. So with the search traffic, you're going to get an overview of how users discover your website, which means you're going to have the chance to look at and analyze the number of clicks, the number of impressions, actual click-through rate, and the average position of your website for different searches. Yeah, man. It's very interesting. And I do want to point out, I'm sure you had intended to do this, but you do get an email once a month. It's like a gentle reminder. Like, hey, you can check and see how your website's doing. And this is what's going on. And it's nice. It's got little graphics and pictures. And it's a very high level view. But if you want to geek out, you just click on the email and you come here. Maybe you are signed up for Google Search Console and you didn't realize it. And you've seen those emails. If you That's click, because I had that happen with a friend and a client. She was like, I don't know what this is, but here you go. Because we were checking to see how her SEO, how the keywords were helping her website perform better. And I was like, oh, that's perfect. That's exactly what She's like, I've never yeah. paid attention to this. Yeah. And it, that's called Google Search Console Insights. I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, it's a fun little email. And so that's probably the lowest list. If you just install this and before you understand what exactly it's doing for you, just wait for it to populate for a mm-hmm. month or so. And then once you get the email, then you'll get to see all the fun stuff. Yeah. You'll get the high level, easy to digest <laughs> view of what's going on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And within the insights of the dashboard, though, it'll tell you your top search queries. So what that means is it tells you the specific search terms that is driving the most traffic. I love looking at that. Yeah, because my whole website is tailored to seniors in high school and senior athletes in particular. It lets me understand what senior athletes and their families are searching for so that I can create better content for them on the website. Bingo. And that's our whole goal is to create better content so that we can show up in front of the people who are actually looking for the stuff that we have. And we're trying to connect with those people. So it, yeah, yeah, that's what we want. And then number three, index coverage. We'll talk about this a little bit more in detail, but this helps you monitor the indexing status of your website's pages, which is the most important thing. Like indexing status is a fancy word for saying that your stuff is showing up mm-hmm. on Google. So this lets you know, okay, are there any crawling errors? Are there any pages that aren't showing up in search results? What's going on there? Are you sure that the pages that you're creating are even visible to people searching online? So that's a really important thing. The next one is mobile usability. And, you know, for the most part, like a lot of the websites that I'm seeing, most people are using their phones. I was actually surprised by that, though, because when I do get that email, the Search Console Insights, I have pretty consistently had higher desktop yeah. usage, which I'm pretty shocked by, but also like pleasantly surprised because I've been the one doing the development and the design of my website for years, which is not ideal. <laughs> but I know because of that, that it's not like as good as it could be for mobile. And Squarespace does a lot of the lifting for me, but there's mm-hmm. still things that I could do to improve it. So yeah, I was really surprised and like I said, pleasantly surprised that it, I had a higher desktop usage. 
Yeah, for sure. And it's important to know because if you do have a higher desktop usage, then you might want to optimize your site for the desktop experience. Mm -hmm. Whereas for me, most of my uh, traffic comes from mobile. So I want to optimize it for that mobile experience. My site actually looks better on mobile Mm -hmm. than it does on desktop. Mm -hmm. But I I do that intentionally because I know most of those people are searching on their phone. So it's one of those things now that you know where people are coming from, you get to make some decisions. Which is why we like the data, because then we take the data and we make informed decisions based on the data. That's really like why you need to set this up in the first place is like what's happening. And then based on the information that you're getting, you can make sense of it. And then moving forward, what decisions do you want to make? Exactly. And then the next thing, site maps. It's important to submit your website site map to Google Search Console. That helps search engines understand the structure of your site and index your pages more efficiently. And then this was something that was surprising to me. I didn't realize that Google Search Console did this. It talks about linking domains and internal links. Mm-hmm. So if you are interested in who's linking to your website or how your pages are connected, this shows you which external websites, other people's websites link to your site. And it, you know, helps you to assess the quality and the quantity of backlinks, which impact your website's domain authority, which we've talked about before, that score between zero to 100, how trustworthy is your site and your visibility in search results. Because typically the higher your domain authority, the more likely you're going to be more visible in search results. And just out of curiosity, because I did not follow where you just went, how did you see the internal and external links? I know I found it before, but I can never find my way easily. So you go to the link section and click on external links. Where is the link section? Under links. Oh, I follow. Isn't that cool? Yeah. That's really awesome because you can export that. And again, it's just so crazy because these are data points that we get from. When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. The SEO software that we use, and it's oh my gosh, we have it for free. This is amazing. Yeah, really. I should pull this into the blog course, but this is really helpful when you are creating content because if someone is already linking to you, for example, I Mm -hmm. see a couple of podcasts that I haven't written blogs about on my site, Mm -hmm. but because I know that they're linking to me, and I already know these people have very high domain authority the best use of my time, the most efficient way to create content would be to create content that would then link from my site back to these higher domain websites that are already talking about me because then the search engines are like, oh, they like each other. They know each other. This is like such a symbiotic relationship. Yeah, that's really helpful to know. Yeah, low-hanging fruit, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I'm glad that you like that. Oh, I'm pushing out over here. Yeah. And then I want to know like all of your insights on it because having that conversation is so fun. 
you're my number three referrer. Ooh, look at me go. Cool. Yeah. Sorry, okay. I took this off track. No, it's okay. It's fun. Okay. So the number seven would be like page speed. Mm-hmm. And essentially that's just the loading speed of that web pages, right? There are actually recommendations in that page speed insights report. Yeah. If you can read the computer language that it's written in. <laughs> Even before I was like really in the whole SEO techie world, I was still able to make sense of it. So there's at least some things that you could look at that report and go, oh, I understand that. I know what I need to do. Or, oh, I understand the problem, but I maybe don't know what I need to do. And then you just call us and we break it down for you or help you. <laughs> I want to look and see. Yeah, I just ran my. <laughs> I love doing it. Opportunities. Like one of the first things it says is property size images. I think it was Emily Reagan, right? Who told us about tinypng.com. Uh-huh. Freaking love that site. And it it sounds very overwhelming at first to be like, I have to go back and update the size of all of the images on my website. Yes, and take it bit by bit. So what I've started to do is the main pages that I want people to go to, I just rewrote and published the home about and services pages. So what would be really smart is if I would go and only focus on those images first and I could take it a page per day or a couple pages per week and just make it a really doable, achievable goal. Update those images and it will make the user experience just so much better, so much faster. They will love you. They will have a positive interaction with you and it'll just make your life better. The other thing I love about Google Search Console is that when you know what pages people are visiting the most, Mm -hmm. you can say, okay, what pages are people visiting and start with those pages and then create your own checklist for optimizing those pages first. But there's so many different ways to approach it. Once you have that data, it's okay, which one makes the most sense for my business or maybe it's a different approach like you can really get creative with it but I was wondering can you tell us how you got there so in case somebody's coming back to this and they want to oh yeah check it out on their side like what you clicked on then you could do you can get to this two different ways way number one is if you are scrolled to the top of that menu on the left hand side of your google search console window you'll see overview and that's what we've been talking through. If you scroll down, you'll see performance, indexing, experience, all the stuff that Crystal was laying out for us. And you'll see core web vitals at the bottom of that experience like window. You can click that or go back over to that left-hand side menu. And again, you're going to see performance, indexing, experience, and you'll see core web vitals there. Either way, whichever path you took, you just ended on core website vital. And you can click on try page speed insights. And from there, then you can actually run your analysis and you'll type in your website and then click analyze and you'll see wheels that start spinning. Once it's run its course, you'll be able to scroll down and see it uses red, yellow, and green, like a stoplight situation for what's (laughs) not so great, what's doing okay, and then what's doing wonderfully. And you'll scroll down and I got down to the section where it said opportunities and I was able to take a peek at, again, like the red and the yellow and the green. Yeah, I love the color coding. Just look for the green. Okay, Okay. there's green. And I even think I put that in my notes. If it's green, it's good. Oh, yeah. If it's not, then that's where you have to take another look. So you just keep moving if it's green. Yeah. Then the next thing is security issues. Mm -hmm. Definitely, if your website is running on HTTP, that's something that you'll want to fix as soon as possible. That means that you need a security certificate, SSL. And so that's going to be something that Core Web Vitals will tell you, like, hey, you don't have a secure website. The worst case scenario is that somebody clicks on your website and it gives them like some sort of warning, like, 
oh, this website may not be safe. Yeah, exactly. That's the worst thing that'll happen. But I will make a note if you have been listening to us and you are curious about getting an SEO audit with either one of us, I have learned by way of someone coming my way and not having an SSL certificate. If you don't have that, we can't actually run the audit. So you need to make sure that you have that in place. And this is a great place to go, like Crystal just said, to check and verify that you do actually have that. Yeah, good. Add in there. Let's see. I lost my paper. Okay. (laughs) All right. So we're going to talk about practical insights Mm -hmm. from a couple of those pieces of the Pisces. Emphasis on the pie. (laughs) Yeah. So this is, these are the practical insights that I pay attention to. I definitely, I'd love to know like what you take away, be what you take away. If you're listening right now, what you take away, if you use Google search console under performance, that's where you can click in to compare your search results over a specific period of time. Mm-hmm. And B, you said that a common question is like, how often should you check Google search console? Mm-hmm. When you are reviewing in the performance tab, you can set up a date range, whether you do it every week, which some people are like, don't do that. It's not, not necessary. But if you're just really interested in what's going on, you can look at like the last seven days, especially if you've had a spike in traffic or sale mm-hmm. or you've noticed a dip. But if you want to just do it monthly, you can just set it up for 28 days. Or if you want to do it quarterly, you can set it up for three months. Mm-hmm. The most important thing is whatever you set it up for, you always look at it at that cadence. That way you can really get the insights from, why can't I think of my word? It's not even noon yet. Normally afternoon, I can't think, but it's only night. Just like getting a feel for what the rhythm is of the messages. Yeah. Yeah. But the other thing to note about that too, is that what happens in Q1 as related to what happened in Q4 may not be the comparison you want to make because Q4 could have been completely different in terms of what you were promoting, where your sales come from. And so this is why it's so important to have that prior year data. So you can actually also compare what happened in Q1 of this year versus Q1 of last year. Mm -hmm. You can do that. And I will also say this year has, 2023 has thrown myself and so many other business owners for a loop. Because things have just been like very interesting with the economy. So sales and inquiries have definitely shown that. So if you're all excited to check your analytics this year and yet you're like, I had a similar year to that, it's okay. Take it with a grain of salt. You can still notice some different patterns. But next year, maybe you'll be able to have a little bit better of a year where you can actually really see the trajectory of things. So deep breath. And now that you know where to go and like what to follow, it's fun. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so here's what I look for when I'm clicking into that performance tab. I want to know what keywords you're ranking for. Mm -hmm. I want to know what pages on your website are ranking. Like we talked about before, I want to know what devices people are using to find you. I want to know where you're showing up in search. Here's a freebie. (laughs) You can show up in multiple areas of search. You can show up in that traditional text search. You can show up in image search. You can show up in video search. And there's also something called Google Discover, and that's a whole nother episode. It could be a good upcoming topic for SEO shorts, but it's another place that you can be found. And then I like to export the data. Again, make sure that you're adjusting the date so that you can have a frame of reference when you're making comparisons, but you can export the data and save it just in Google Sheets in a a spot on your drive so that Mm -hmm. you have it. 
and you can go back and look at it later if you'd like. I would even say if this is something that you want to take the time to do and export it, just export it. You don't even necessarily need to look at it. And then whenever you do want Crystal or me or some other SEO expert to help you decipher things, it's fun for us to be able to see what the trajectory was, like what the patterns were and all that kind of stuff. So it's fun for us to look at the data. So even if you're only like, okay, one day I'm going to call for help on this, just go ahead and export the results, the analytics, and then we can help you go back and decipher. I did want to mention the fun thing that I go look for on the the search results situation is I love seeing what weird search terms, yeah, like how they find me. So it's always very interesting. And today I noticed that dating a massage therapist showed up, even though (laughs) with all of my might and all of my will and all of my content, I'm like copywriting, SEO, copywriting, podcast stuff, copywriting. (laughs) They're like, and massage. That's funny. Yeah, it's always entertaining over here. That's because your SEO was just so good when you were really doing massage therapy. (laughs) Really was. Okay, the second like practical insight that I want to share what I'm looking for is page indexing. And this Mm -hmm. is a really big one. One of my clients said recently, what good is a website if nobody sees it? A lot of times we create websites, we create content from the internet, and we just assume that because we've created it, it's now visible for people to find. And that's not true. I just want to give you a heads up on that. If you didn't know that, you're not alone, even just running through this, like in preparation for this podcast. I recognized there were several pages that I had submitted that weren't indexed. And so I needed to make sure that I indexed them again. So my favorite spot in Google Search Console is to inspect any pages in search. Because that's at the very top and there is a a microphone or not a microphone, a magnifying glass. So there's a magnifying glass at the top of the page of Google Search Console and it has this little grayed out text that says inspect any page. Let's say you write a new blog, but you've hit publish on that blog, grab the URL and then take it over to Google Search Console and paste it into that spot where it says inspect any pages. Because when you hit enter, it's probably going to tell you something like this page is not yet indexed by Google, which makes sense. You just wrote it, right? But that's when you need to hit submit submit, or index or whatever so that Google will then know they need to crawl that new URL. I did some goofy stuff on the back end of my website and I have to go make amends with the Google gods and it's like being reflected back at me again. Like I've got some work to do. Yeah, it's good to update your content, especially the blogs that do well. Update them every six months or a year or whatever it makes sense for you. And then resubmit it to Google Search Console so Google knows that page has been updated. It's just a good practice to get in anytime you update a page to make sure that you're staying relevant where you want to be relevant. Favorite hangout. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's a couple other error things that are interesting. The not found 404 errors. Some of that may be irrelevant and it's really weird when you look in there, but it's still good to check because if you have a page that, that's important that is having some sort of 404 error, then you want to get in there and fix that or redirect. Maybe you forgot that you changed something and now there's no redirect to the product or blog or whatever page on your website that you want people to actually get to. And then every once in a while, they'll, there will be these weird server errors, which are um, 5x errors. And that's when there's like these weird URLs. I've noticed sometimes like with a product listing or something, 
It's the product. And then it's got a bunch of weird characters after that. Somebody please let me know like why I'm not sure why that happens. But then if it's pointing to your website, then it's like a broken link, a weird error. So you just want to make sure that something like that is addressed if it needs to be addressed. Yeah. And then the very last thing I want to say about this is that there is a section called discovered, not currently indexed. And this is like my new obsession, because like I just said, I know that you're supposed to submit pages to Google Search Console, right? But imagine my shock when I go in there and I'm like, oh my gosh, these pages have been discovered, but they're not currently indexed. What the heck? That's when you want to go in and make sure that you resubmit them. And a pro tip to making sure that they're indexed, if for some reason they didn't get indexed the first time, tweet those pages because Google indexes Twitter. I don't have, I don't have that. That's the only reason I have Twitter. That's a good point. Maybe I should do that. What's the workaround for if we don't have Twitter and someone doesn't want to get Twitter, but they want to re-index the link? So they go there, they have that whole discovered not currently indexed. Okay. Then you just repeat that process in Google Search Console where you copy that URL into that inspect any pages and just resubmit it. Content. I like it. Yeah. And just some final notes here. Submitting your sitemap is very straightforward. Okay. It's usually HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash your website dot com forward slash sitemap dot XML. When you're looking at the page experience, stuff should be green. If it's any other color, take a closer look. There's some changes that are going to be happening to Google Search Console, which is always fun. You won't notice it at all. Yeah. (laughs) Like with Core Web Vitals, they talk about something called INP, which is Interaction to Next Paint. What this means is it just assesses the page's overall responsiveness to a user interacting with it. How fast the page loads and if I click on something, how fast that manifests in something different. But that Interaction to Next Paint is actually going to become more important than what is prioritized right now, which is something called FID, which is first input delay. And first input delay is the time when, from when a user first interacts with your page, but INP encompasses the overall experience, whereas that first input delay was just measuring the first thing. Right. That'll be exciting. Genuinely. And then for our e-commerce sellers, uh, a note about shopping tab listings, they are managed in Google Merchant Center. So if you have an e-commerce store, make sure that you list products in Google Merchant Center. It's free advertising. Again, if you have Shopify, it's got a super sweet, super easy integration. And let me know if you have any questions on that. It can definitely help you. Finally, what B was talking about, that monthly email. Google Search Console Insights, it gives you a quick look at some of your top performing data. It's going to be your new bestie. Honestly, that's my favorite thing because I am so in the doing and the going back in the checking and looking at the data is not always where I go find my happy place. So I find that it's a really nice reminder. And like I've said earlier, like a gentle nudge of, hey, this is what's happening on your website. And then I always go click over to Google Search Console. But I don't hang out there as much as I should. I haven't historically, but I have been doing more recently. And it's fun to even have you break this down and hear what you do and what you know. Yeah. I'm such a nerd. And I, li- no, I love, I love it. it. 
I love data. If you have not set up Google Search Console and you need some help with that, this is definitely something that we both can help you with and something that we can address in a site audit. So if you need any help, we're here for you and would love to have the opportunity to work for you and with you to make sure that your website is showing up in search and that you have the visibility that your site deserves. Sometimes we just don't know that these things are at play, but once we do know, now we can address it and we're here to help you address it. Yeah, definitely. And I just like another note, because this is something I run into often with myself, but definitely with clients. Oh, I'm too late. Oh, I'm embarrassed because I'm blank. Like Crystal and I don't, in the nicest way, we don't care. We we are here to help you now. Mm -hmm. And we're not going to be like judging you about any of that stuff because at one point we didn't know. And honestly, there's stuff that we are still learning. So don't feel like you can't come to us and you need to tuck your tail between your legs and everything. Like, we are here to help you, and there's nothing to be embarrassed by or feel silly about. You heard about it now, and now we just move forward from here. Yeah, exactly. I think like this wraps it. up. Yeah, I think <laughs> this wraps it up. There's a lot we covered today, but remember, go back and listen to it again with your Google Search Console open and see if you can find some of these things that we're talking about. And then when you have an aha, because I know you will, yeah. share it with us. We're always so curious. We love knowing what the aha was, what the insight was, the thing we said. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody gets a little something different out of it. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. So I guess we'll see you next time. We'll see you next time. That was fun. Thanks for joining us today. If you like this info, subscribe before you go. So you never miss out on something related to SEO. (laughs) See you next time. Hey guys, this is Crystal, one of your co-hosts from the Simple and Smart SEO Show podcast. If you're looking for a unique handcrafted way to spruce up your home or office, then collageandwood.com is the perfect place for you. We are a small woman-owned business that offers a range of beautiful wooden signs for your home or office. Our talented team of artists will work with you to create a sign that perfectly suits your needs. So why wait? Use promo code SIMPLE10 to save 10%. Visit collageandwood.com today. Save 10% with promo code SIMPLE10. That's collagenwood.com.